This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you're making it a good one. We know that we are as well. I got to start off by saying this. I got to check and see if we got the stars. Do we have stars down there by our name? I think we might have just been monetized by uh, by Facebook. If not, we're going to be doing that soon. We're trying to do the stars, y'all, so y'all can send a brother a penny every now and then. <laughs> for some content. But nevertheless, we're going to have a good show in store for you tonight. we got a lot to get into. I probably might get a little heated. Actually, I know I'm probably going to get really heated. Um, why everyone needs to put start putting a little bit more respect on Coach O's name. I know what he said in that interview yesterday. I get it. I understand it. I know. We'll talk some football. We'll talk some spring. You better start putting some respect on that man's name. I'm just going to let you know that right now. We're going to get to that in just a second. Also, Zach Pearson, former LSU baseball pitcher Zach Pearson, joins us. He used to join us on Thursdays. He's moved over to Wednesdays because of some scheduled stuff that he had to get going uh, and move around some stuff, but he's going to join us tonight. I'm really looking forward to Zach Pearson joining us around 720. We're going to talk a little baseball. What do they? What can they do to rebound? Uh, and We'll talk about this with Zach, and also she'll be start questioning uh, Paul Maneri. Shannon Williams on Facebook Live says, and we are live. I think that's our slogan now, right? I might need to get shirts made. Really nice shirts made that says, and we are live. Lamar Williams says, yo, what's good tonight? Lamar, what's happening? Uh, Craig Schilling says, and we are live. I think that might be our, our trademark. Uh, Craig Schilling says, we got a star. 
How about that? Y'all send a brother over some pennies. Literally, hit that penny, hit that star, give a brother a penny or two. <laughs> and as always, uh, or let's see, Angela says, go Tigers. Peggy Red, who helped me with, or her daughter Megan helped me with finding out um, about the stars on Facebook. Uh, she's joining us. Adam Catrice says, boom, let's get it. John Adam says, Canes tonight with the chicken fingers. Okay. You guys can hear me. I hope so. Uh, Chase Orgeron says, tell him, Blake. All right, well, we're about to put some respect on Coach O's name in just a second. But before we get started, guys, we got to thank our good partners over at Believe Podcast and our sponsors for all of our audio podcasts, eBay. Guys, go over to eBay for everything that you need. They will have it. We Again, we thank our partners over at eBay. We're going to have some big news coming Monday. Uh, really, 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 really looking forward to Monday as we have some big news from the podcast as we have our second corporate sponsor uh, that's going to be joining the team. So we're really looking forward to that. But before we get to Coach O and the respect on his name, we got to pay some bills around this thing. And you guys got to go see my friends over at GM Varno & Sons. GM Varno & Sons has faithfully been serving your Denim Springs and Baton Rouge here for over 62 years. With our highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, truck repairs, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. For the number one real estate team in the North Shore, go to team.kw.com. That's team.kw.com. Tell them Blake Rafino sent you by any one of their great real estate agents. Give them a call today at 985-467-7355. That's 985-467-7355. And tell them Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Okay, so we got some 50 cents. All right. The stars are working. We making money up in this thing. We monetize, y'all. That's a big deal. I'm excited. Y'all, I'm really excited. Thank you to John Adam. Thank you to Craig Schilling. Thank you guys for doing that. All right. I see that we got some stars. I appreciate that, guys. Because I, <laughs> I ain't got no idea what I'm doing. I just come on here and, and, and talk a little bit. Um, let's get to this. Um, Kenny says on Facebook Live, Lady Moscona uh, ridiculed Orgeron for owning up to his mistake. Very sad. So let's start here, okay? I, and I, I'm not going to rip on the host. I'm not going to rip on people. But why we need to start putting some more respect on Ed Orgeron's name. You guys know that I've been cru- I've been a little critical on Ed Orgeron at times for on-the-field stuff. In 2015 and 2016, media members were complaining and bitching, like literally bitching, because Les Miles wouldn't let anybody know what was going on. They begged and they pleaded and they asked the good Lord above, please, dear God, Please give us a head coach that's open and honest. And then the man comes in in 2016 and quite honestly saves you a season. In 2017, yeah, they had a setback. They got they lost to Troy. The following week, they came out and put the smack it down all over Florida. Then what would happen? Yeah, they would go nine and four. The following season in 2018. Yeah, there was, something interesting happened in 2018. There's this guy. God, what's his name? Oh, that's right. Joe Burrow. He would leave Ohio State. He would get recruited by Ed Orgeron. By the way, you got to go read Ed Orgeron's book, 
uh, that was about Bruce Feldman flipped the script on the recruiting of Joe Burrow. It's utterworldly. Utter, it, the, the, what Ed Orgeron did to get Joe Burrow on campus has nothing to do. Ed Orgeron's the reason Joe Burrow stepped on LSU's campus. Yeah, did some people talk to him and tell him about Joe Burrow? Did his son, Cody Orgeron, tell him that Joe Burrow was going to be a damn good quarterback? Yeah, but he got him here. In 2019, huh, what happened? Funny, because that same guy, Joe Burrow, won a national title. He won a Heisman. You had the best team of all time in 2019. Yes, COVID-19, a worldwide pandemic happened in 2020. The man goes 5-5, five and five, but with two true freshman starting quarterbacks because Miles Brennan gets hurt again, a guy that's been here since the Obama administration, can't go out there on the field. He's replacing 24 guys that had starts and first-round picks, 14 guys drafted. Yes, he goes 5-5, five and five, and yes, there is, should be some ridicule behind them going 5-5. Five and five. That's unacceptable. But when you have an agenda to attack your head coach of the LSU Fighting Tigers and you say, oh, you guys, you guys are just sitting here. You don't know me. I can do this to Ed Orgeron. It is your agenda. It, 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 utter, it, it bothers me to my core that... Everybody in the media, and, and you if you want to throw me in there, I don't give two Rudy Poos. But everyone in the media talks so bad about everybody that's the head coach. Les Miles had criticism. Nick Saban, for crying out loud, had criticism. You want your man, you want a man from Louisiana to succeed, then you back at Orgeron. If that day comes where we got to fire him, then God be it, it will happen. You want to talk about Ed Orgeron and all the bad things he said in the media? What did he say? Oh, Jabril Cox looks to be a re- like a really good player. He's going to be a second-round pick. You want to put out videos of the one thing that he gets wrong? Nick Saban's out there telling people that, peop- that people in the media are rat poison, and you think it's funny, and you chuckle. I don't get how we can sit here as LSU fans and not want a man from Louisiana to succeed. It, it, at some point, guys, I'm just going to let you know this. I, I'm tired of coming on here and doing this. Take the media for what they are. Ed Orgeron addresses the media. He doesn't address the media. Stop with that Rudy Pooh. Stop it. He's addressing the, the five, six, seven, eight million LSU fans that are out there listening to him. You just so happen to be there. He's saying that to LSU. He's not saying that to you. The man was vulnerable and opened up and said, listen, guys, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. I did not interview Bo Pelini. You want to know the deep down? You want to pull the curtain back? He didn't one-on-one interview Bo Pelini. What's he going to say? Pete Carroll says, hey, he's a really good guy. Oh, by the way, every coach has made moves. Dave Aranda went to Baylor. Joe Brady went to Carolina. And quite honestly, Matt Rule going to Carolina is the same reason why Dave Aranda left. How does a man perfect a season? 
How does a man perfect? And look, I don't like coming out here always defending Ed Orgeron. I'm not an Ed Orgeron defender. But don't contradict yourself and say all of this Rudy Pooh shit about Ed Orgeron to fit your agenda because you want him fired because he slapped you on the wrist because he told you you couldn't come to a media service. It's a joke. It's, it's an absolute joke. You want to know why? Let me tell you something. You want to know why LSU fans and why LSU doesn't succeed? Because they're not one team, one heartbeat. Not everybody's rowing the boat in the same direction. It's not happening. When you have media constantly beating down the shit of your head coach. <laughs> Colin Thibodeau says on Facebook Live, take them stars and shine, bub. Yeah, we got the, if you guys see the stars, you can hit the star. We can get some, uh, some pennies around this thing. John Adams said, says it perfectly. He says, man, Ed is straight up. He tells you the truth. Do you want, for once, for once, you have a head coach. For once, you have a head coach that's open and honest with you. What head coach in the country is going to open up the curtain and tell you, hey, guy, basically Ed Orgeron yesterday was telling you this, and as humble as he could be, guys, I made a mistake. I'm going to get it right. And you know what? He damn sure did. You know good pieces of crap that are going out there on a mic, on a hot mic, ridiculing the guy about an interview. You've never coached a day in your life. And if you want to know the truth, if all the listeners, if all 191 people that are watching us right now live on three platforms, Periscope, Facebook, and YouTube, if everyone wants to know, you didn't even play football in high school. To the people who never played football in high school, to the guys who don't know what zone blocking schemes is from a from an offensive line standpoint, you want to take the direction of this guy telling you what's going on in football and on the field. Stats don't mean shit when you don't know football. I'm going to tell you that. And that's a God's honest truth because you want to know the truth? I'm being open and honest here too. I'm being as humble as I can. I hate seeing a Louisiana man who's fighting for his dream job who brought you back to the mountain, who beat Alabama, who brought Joe Brady in, who literally was getting Ed, uh, uh, Sean Payton Popeye's chicken. Mike Dettelier on this show, on this show, came on here and said one day he went to a practice and Joe Brady was getting Sean Payton Popeye's chicken. He brought that guy in. Nobody else did. And it seems this Ed, for whatever reason, takes all of the blame, but he never takes any of the praise because he doesn't want it. And the one time he messes up and he tells you what he thinks, you go out there and attack. Shame on you, man. And then now you want to bring up all of this stuff about F. King Alexander and Les Miles and all of these people. You want to blame it on Ed Orgeron. I'm going to get to the comments right after this, right after I say this, because I see a lot of them flying in. If you want to blame Ed Orgeron for what happened under Les Miles, <laughs> that's your prerogative. Well, you know what you should do? If you want to talk about F. King Alexander getting, resigning at Oregon State, and if you, want to, if you want to talk about Verge Osbury and Miriam Singer having a job at LSU, you know who you should ultimately point that finger at? Athletic Director Scott Woodward, too. You should look at Scott Woodward in the face and say, hey, man, you should do more. 
But, you know, you're going to put the shit on Ed Orgeron, but you're not going to put it on a graduate of Catholic High. Catholic High! You don't want to put it on a guy that comes on your show and talks to you, do you? And that's not a slighted Scott Woodward. I think that man did what he thinks and believes to be correct. But if you're going to attack Ed Orgeron because he got mad at you because you wanted Tom Herman, and quite honestly, here's the funny thing about all of this. Tom Herman is not a better coach than Ed Orgeron. Not a head coach. We literally saw it on the field. Ed Orgeron put the smack it down to Tom Herman. He sucks. Your take sucked. All right. Matt D says, give him a year or two. You got to get it, get the personnel. We all say that, but you lose players year in and year out. And look, I hate to say it like this. I hate to say it like this. Saban is the best for a reason. Okay? Being on top of that mountain is not easy. Climbing up it and not being the hunted is, and being the hunter is much easier. Uh, Garrett says, who's throwing shade on Coach O? Well, I'm going to let you guys figure that out. If you want to put it in the comments, let the people know who was who doing it. That name's not coming out of my mouth. But see, here's the funny thing. People will come up my ass. People are going to come up my ass tonight, and I'm going to get it all over social media. Blake, why are you doing this? I can't believe, why are you doing this? So you mean to tell me that people can go after Coach O, but I can't go after the person talking about Coach O? Think about that. So if you want to get really upset, if you want to get really, really upset at Blake Rafino, that's fine. But it's funny when you can attack a man who's kind of... And here's the thing. Ed Orgeron's a little defenseless. He can't run out there and say what he thinks. He did, and look what happened. They they, they crucified him. Holden Lee says, ask Blake, what happened with Lockature leaving? Um, Look, I, I hear a multitude of things on Lockature. Um... There is some, and look, Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com. Let's see if I have this right here. Uh, Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com broke the news about Christian Lockature. I think that you guys could go there and find out more. I, I mean, obviously him not getting uh, the on-field position is probably a big reason. Um, and look, those guys, I'm just going to be honest, those individuals like a Christian Lockature are always targets for big business. They always have been. Always have been. Josh Miley says facts. Garrett says uh, <laughs> F Saban. I, I'm with you. Like, look, look, I'm with you. But you're talking about one of, if not arguably, the best coach of all time, right? Like, and he went, he went to Tuscaloosa when no one else could do it and beat Alabama for you. Remember that feeling you had when LSU beat Alabama? Yeah, because a lot of you were at the airport giving a handshake to Clyde Edwards-Helaire and Joe Burrow. The man that assembled that team, you want to know what his name was? Edward freaking Orgeron. Bay Bay. Nick Gidry says, I love Blake's fire. Hell yeah, go Tigers. Well, look, somebody's got to say it, man. I mean, because no one in the corporate media uh, is going to run out there and, and talk and defend Ed. And, and look, he, he, here's another thing, too. There are going to be times that, that on the field that Ed might need to have some criticism. That is football. That is what we do on here on this podcast. But you calling for a man to be fired after he's one, literally, literally one year removed from winning a national title. Be careful with that, man. 
Look how long it took Auburn to get back. Look how look how long it took Miami to come back. Oh wait, they're not. Mac Brown at Texas. Oh, look how long it took them to get back. They're not. Be careful what you wish for. You wish, you know, these people wished for an open and honest coach, and then he 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 does what he does. There's a reason we didn't bring it up on here on this show because I knew what Ed Orgeron meant. What Ed Orgeron fully meant was like, hey man, I knew about these coaches. Look, I'm going to tell you something very honest. Do you think Nick Saban uh, interviewed Bill O'Brien? No. Understand that he might have talked to him a little bit, but not a not a formal sit down. I will almost damn near confirm that. Juice Washington says, ask Blake, we not going to uh, appreciate Coach O until he's gone. The man won a championship or ship and gets dragged like he's a loser. That that is what it just again, he can take the we can give him a little bit of criticism, but I mean that is the biggest thing to me, guys, that I just don't understand. Yes, you went five and five. I get him. I get it. I fully get it. Tim Graves says, get him, Blake. Well, look, somebody's got to. Uh, Kenny says, Ed Orgeron learned from his mistakes from the past, and he's had success at LSU so far because he put his ego to the side and was authentic. I believe in Coach O running the program, and I do too. I gotta ha- I'm going to have faith in Coach O. I'm going to do it. Here's another thing. Ed Orgeron literally wrote a book about himself or had a book written about himself because people wanted to, and he talked about his failures at Ole Miss and what he would do differently. He comes to LSU, guess what? He implements it. He has a short setback. By the way, guys, and I, I, I just want to let this be clear. In year four of Nick Saban, or was it year three, year four? Yeah, year three. At the year the, After the first championship of him winning a title, Nick Saban twice, after both of his uh, two national titles, the one at LSU and the one at Alabama, if it wouldn't have been for some fluff games, if it wouldn't have been for some games that uh, UL Monroe and, and Louisiana Tech and McNeese State, if it wouldn't have been for those games on both of those schedules at Alabama and LSU, he would have gone 5-5. Five and five. He had five or four, three, was it? Three or four losses at Alabama and had four at LSU. He was play. He was he was given an impossible hand. I look and I don't like and I hate talking politics and I'm not going to talk politics on this show and I just want to make it so I'm not going to talk about Ed Orgeron's politics. Did he let some things go haywire last year? Sure, he's learning from his mistakes. You know how I know that this team is behind Ed Orgeron, Florida and Ole Miss. That's how I know. No stats have to tell me that. Uh, Adam Couture says, I don't know about y'all, but I love Fired Up Blake. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, Logan says, showed up a little late to the show. Who Blake mad at? I, I'm just mad at a... Guys, you can tell them. I'm not going to tell them. I'm just mad that w- there are people out there that want to send a national or, 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 or push a narrative because it fits theirs because they got slapped on the wrist. Guys, I have a two-year-old son, about to be two-year-old son in the room right next to me. When he does something wrong, he has to get disciplined. LSU disciplined a media member. He's pouting like a little baby, and he wants Ed Orgeron fired, and he's going to do everything he can to do it. So what? He won a national title in 2019. So what? He perfected a season. Uh, Juice Washington says, ask, term about, ask Tom Herman about that third and 17. 
Guys, there are people. And, and look, I wasn't, I'm going to be dead ass honest. I was a little like, hey, man, it, I want Ed to get the job. But if he doesn't, Tom Herman's a good thing. I'll be honest. I was wrong, too, on that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to lie. I'm not. I'm going to be humble and up and honest and tell you what I believe. All right, Zach. Zach Pearson says he's running a little behind. A little bit behind. Um, so we will give him a couple more seconds. So that's good. We get to get to uh, a couple of these comments. Let's see here. Roll tie. What? Our, our Stephen Miller says David every night. Boss Blake's about to straight. Sh- is about as straight shooter as you can get. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I try to be a straight shooter of a, 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 a of a human being as I can, and I don't look. I'll take the ridicule. I'll take the ridicule because there's going to be people that are going to fire back at me, right? Like there's going to that's going to happen. That's fine. I can take that. But when you start getting someone to come at you, which this is, when you get someone to come at you, don't pout and whine. We have 192 people watching us live. Don't act like you don't know who we are either. You did that the last time. Don't act like you don't know. David says, Blake's shooting truth bullets tonight. We're trying. Uh, and there you go. Tom Herman really... Look, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being honest. Tom Herman didn't work. Texas isn't back. You won a Sugar Bowl. Whoopity-doo against Georgia. Oh, we're back. You remember that from uh, Sam Ellinger? We're back. No, you're not. You still suck. Your arm is Rudy Poo. They gonna talk about Ed. The funniest shit alive, man. You know what's just so damn funny? People talking about Ed Orgeron because they want him fired and they wanted Tom Herman and Ed beat him. <laughs> like, am I the only human being alive that finds that comical as hell? I mean, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Sweet baby Jesus. Uh, Zach Pearson says, might be a few minutes behind, but I'll be a pace up. Okay, sounds good. So we will get to a couple of these comments. Let's see. Uh, Blake Doucette says, ask Blake. So being Bama... Um, so being Bama lost as much as LSU did players-wise, does this look like a year for LSU? It could. It could. LSU just went through the same thing last year that Alabama's going through. Again, you have a guy named Nick Saban who sometimes doesn't allow that to happen. So we will see. All right, let's get a couple more in here, and then we'll get over to Mr. Zach Pearson. Uh, Darren says, Catholic High and LSU grad here. Couldn't agree with you more, Blake. It's total bullshit. Coach O cares more about LSU than our last five head coaches put together. Go Tigers. Well, I appreciate that, Darren. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> versus C said, Dick Vitale cost us uh, Musa Cisse. If he had Cisse, we wouldn't have been uh, had uh, rebounding troubles. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you do. All right, last one. Christian uh, Lamar Williams says, Christian, should have chilled out and learned more. Don't uh, make hasty decisions when you're mad when that could possibly hurt your future. I can agree with that to some, but he got a um, – <laughs> he got a – as Will Wade would say, he got a strong-ass offer from a, a business I hear. Kenny says that uh, I'll never forget November 9, 2019, neither will I. And this is what Kyle says about uh, Nick Saban. He, get, he gives us the double Steve Austins.
Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Let's get over to Mr. Zach Pearson. But before we do that, we got to talk about our good friend, Mr. John Patton at Area Home Lending. 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. Go to areahomelending.com. That's areahomelending.com. If you mention this show, John will send his team out for a free appraisal. Again, that's 225-663-2500. And tell him Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. All right, my good friend, Mr. Zach Pearson's joining us. Zach, what's happening, my man? Oh, not a whole lot. What's going on? Um, I had a pretty, a big, a pretty big rant um, to start off the you, show. Uh, yeah, I, I was driving home just now. You you going to woosah before we start talking? Or yeah, what? I'm going to calm down. Uh, this okay. you, you, You're okay, but... Listen, Zach, I mean, let's just start with it here. I mean, Paul Maneri gets all the flack in the world from LSU fans. I'm sure you felt it as a player, right? I mean, do you ever feel that rage that you just want to kind of come out and defend him? Like, am I the only person that just sometimes gets that rage? I mean, look, you played for Paul Maneri, and, and, and you, I'm sure you feel that, right? Yeah, I had a, I had a really good relationship with Coach Maneri. So, um, so yeah, definitely, it, it irks me sometimes. Listen. The guy's not perfect. No coach is. So I don't mind listening to people who um, they may have complaints and they can back it up. That's one thing. But there's a different like level of uh, <laughs> of I don't know what they call them, but like nega tigers or whatever. But like that whole thing, I have no tolerance for that. Um, so I'm I'm <laughs> I'm kind of in the thing. I'm kind of in the team of like I enjoy debating stuff, but I also don't enjoy just totally baseless uh emotional you know freak outs either oh i well you're a better man than me because i emotionally just freaked out zach let me ask you a question before we get into this uh talking to some uh lsu baseball did you have a pregame ritual you know like joe burrow had the uh inside out sock and the sucker did you have a pregame ritual um, uh i don't know i don't know if i was ever really locked into anyone because i i, I was a reliever so it's like, even if I would have had a pregame ritual, I would have done all this, like, you know, shooting my wad four, yeah, four <laughs> hours before I actually got to even do anything. So for me, it was like, I, I, you know what I was really good at, though? I was very good at time managing a nap somewhere in my, like, okay. afternoon or morning. So I would definitely get naps in. Um, but, I mean, aside from that, nothing too crazy. I know that, like, so the Thursday nights, um, we would uh, – the whole pitching staff would go to Mr. Gaddy's. I don't know if oh, that yeah. counts as a ritual, but. but well, yeah, we hell yeah, that counts as a ritual. When you got a buffet full okay. of pizza, that's got to count as a ritual, right? I mean. Yeah. I, I'll give you a great story that I, that I just, I <laughs> love to tell people this. But so we would always joke, um, man, the, the Gaddy's thing ties into so much. But we would always joke that uh, if we would have won the national championship in 2015, we felt like we had a good enough team to do it. We were right into the hunt. And our pitching staff was fully on board. If we win this national championship, we are walking as a Johnny Hole staff into a tattoo parlor, and we are getting a tattoo on our butt cheeks. And this was going to be the tattoo. It was going to be a wheelbarrow, which already is, you know, its own. Uh, the whole mentality of the pitching staff is like, you need a wheelbarrow to carry them around, right? We were going to do that. But we were going to have it like NASCAR sponsored by Mr. Gaddy. That was the design. <laughs> that was the design. Yeah, we were going to do it too. And so, and we would joke about it a lot. In fact, pregame, whenever we'd break it down as a staff, it'd be like one, two, three, Gaddies. That's what we'd break it down to <laughs> before every game. So, 
so that ended up getting so big that like our staff was like, oh, we're in. We're doing it. There's no question. Alan Dunn was even like, you know what, boys? I'll be willing to throw some money to the fund. Oh, God. do it. Could you imagine you Alan Dunn it, getting a, uh, a wheelbarrow tattoo sponsored by Mr. Gaddy's? Wouldn't have that been great? God. Oh, man. Talk about a legend. I don't know if he would have actually gotten the tat, but I'm saying he would have been like, I'd be willing to come with you guys and make it like a like an actual like pitching moment. Dude. Um, and then we felt we felt just short. Oh, but we were so serious about it that we almost went and got it anyway after losing. <laughs> <laughs> now that year, who did who did y'all was in the super regional, correct? No, we we, we got lost to Omaha. In, in Omaha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's right. We almost yeah. went and got it done a random night in Omaha after we were out. <laughs> Could you imagine? And we'll get to some baseball. Could you imagine like thirteen dudes coming here and saying, "We want a wheelbarrow sponsored by Mister Gaddies on our ass oh, cheeks." Yeah. Uh, Man, and and honestly, my wife, uh, my wife was like, she. I mean, she's way smarter than I am in pretty much every aspect of life, and she was one of the main ones who was like, "Zach, you are not going into." <laughs> tattoo parlor right now we were trying to find a place that was open at like 1 a.m we were like oh yeah we're doing it she uh, was like I, no sir you're not i got a couple of tattoos one of them that i probably should have never gotten i'm not going to disclose where it is but it might be in the same general location that says something that no one needs to know uh it's it, such a great uh but it's such a great location because it's like i have full control over who gets to see this tattoo, correct right correct i that's like maybe one of the only spots that's like i fully control who knows this is here and who doesn't well kenny says uh phil moody would have been thrilled the gaddy's owner okay well you know what <laughs> kenny we got to get in touch uh with kenny <laughs> and, and 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 listen this is what we're gonna do here if this podcast tonight gets over a thousand downloads or we hit a thousand subscribers on youtube i will go get a i not you zach i will uh, go get a wheelbarrow i will go get a tattoo on my ass cheek that with a wheelbarrow and a mr gaddy's tattoo uh sponsored by mr that gaddy's be, that would be that would be <laughs> phenomenal you know another so since we're on the topic of gaddy's i'll throw another quick one out there do it we went and made we went and made the teddy bear a little brown sugar we made right. it a random morning the pitching staff, there was like seven of us. We went to the mall. We got it done. Well, I don't know if you've ever been in Build-A-Bear, but you can you can do the little recording um, to where you press a little <laughs> button and, and it's something that you recorded. Right. Well, a lot of people don't know this, but Lil Brown Sugar, when you squeeze his hand, it breaks down Gaddy's on three, one, two, three, Gaddy's. <laughs> That's what Lil Brown Sugar says. Yeah. Yeah, a great, a great fun fact. The great <laughs> thing about baseball is – like that story, right? Like, and that yeah. that's oh, the yeah. great thing. I God, I love it. Look, you mentioned about Alan Dunn. Let's get serious here. I guess we got to be serious. Look, it, it, it's good, Zach. We came off a serious rant to some very funny Gaddy's talk. Um, well, like, wait, one more. Did you ever try the macaroni pizza at Mr. Gaddy's? Because I didn't. I felt like I was going to just – it was not going to happen. Um, I'll say it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I think if you go to Gaddy's that many times, you kind of got to try it all. Oh, dude, but, I would murk that salad bar, dude. I would just just. Hey, one time, it. one time we walked in there before a, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. So we go in on a Wednesday night instead this time. Right. And uh, we walk in this huge, this huge group of just units. I was the smallest guy on the <laughs> team, I think. So 
we walk in this group of units and the, the poor girl working the door she just turns it back she goes oh god they're here <laughs> she was like oh it's it's the wrong day <laughs> guys it's wednesday i don't have to work tomorrow please yeah. turn around oh we we're geez. like i'm sorry we should have called ahead <laughs> this Jeez is a different week Pete's. i love it uh zach you talked about alan dunn uh, a lot of people are really questioning a lot of the stuff that Alan Dunn's doing. You're you you were a pitcher your entire life. You play collegiately and to the next level. What's going on with this bullpen, man? I mean, I, there's parts of me there's parts of me that looks at the, this Mississippi State weekend and say, look, they they got a lot of young arms. They don't have Matthew Beck out there. Is there anything specific that you're seeing and maybe Alan Dunn could fix going in more into the SEC? Um, well, coaching wise, I, I can't really speak much on like the whole like mechanics things, right? Some guys may be falling off or whatever. Dunn is really good at uh, Dunn is really good at catching stuff like that. Um, as far as um, as far as like pitching changes in game, I don't think Alan Dunn has too much say so on that side. Um, and then when it comes to mentality, uh, Dunn's probably the best I've ever been around for coaching like lighting the fire under you, getting after it when it matters. So I'm not really sure. Um, I'm not sure what the, the complaints are um, and what they are around Alan Dunn. Um, and for those that are around Alan Dunn, I'm not sure how many of them actually have to do with him versus the player themselves. Um, I'll also say I wasn't really able to watch too much this weekend. I had it on all three days. But, uh, you know, my wife, my wife matched for residency Friday morning, so – the games didn't really take a priority for me. The, the scores looked close, but also far enough that it's like we either played a hard-fought loss or We look nah, like Rudy Poo. You know? Yeah. What right. What was your opinion of it? Well, the we little have, bit we, I watched looked decent, but we like have I said, a question. I was in and out. Yeah, we have a question here from Blake who asked both of us. I'll take this first, Zach, but he asked us both. He says, with the State Series loss, how much should we worry about this year? This is what I saw in the series, Zach, that I think worried me. Um, and I'm being open and honest here. Paul, a, a team that led the team uh, led the nation in home runs, Paul then tinkers the lineup to put more defensive guys <laughs> in the lineup. That worries me a lot. You know, putting Collier Cranford at second, a guy that has shown that he can't hit well. Uh, you try Geo, but then he gets re-injured. He tinkered with the lineup with a with a team that leads the nation. In home runs, a guy like Cade yeah. Beloso. I mean, and Zach, you can speak to this more than I do because people think act like I don't know baseball. It's okay. Beloso is getting <laughs> throw thrown middle third out, and he's trying to pull everything. Okay, mm-hmm. take the ball the other way, man. I mean, and that's the mentality it feels like from every hitter on this team. Take the ball the other way. Try to get it through the hole. Do something from a pitching staff, Zach. This is my, I guess, my biggest complaint. Landon Marceau has not given up an earned run. Okay, like, <laughs> move him to Friday. Give Jaden Hill a little bit of relief yeah. because that guy on Friday is going to be better than that guy on Saturday, I guarantee you. He he needs a little bit of relief. He's only thrown, Zach, not even 30 innings in college. That yeah. Those are some small things that I think that they can tinker with. That's me. Um, but when you were able to watch it, I know you had a lot going on. Were the, was there something specific that caught your eye during during the uh, three game series? Well, 
Um, actually, it seemed like every time I looked up Saturday night was whenever we were on defense. So <laughs> I didn't get to watch many at bats. Um, I thought the little bit I saw from Marceau, he looked great. My yeah. only thing would be with flip flop in those guys is you would throw Marceau into a week where he's on short rest. Um, and that could have no consequences in the long run, right? If you're, if you're fortunate enough, it might not mean anything, but Worst case scenario, that guy comes out one day short of rest, maybe finds this lingering issue all of a sudden, and then it has these implications a month down the season, right? So I think I think at this point, unless you find yourself in a bye weekend somewhere, I don't know if you really want to be flip-flopping your, your Friday and Saturday just because, like I said, it could, it could tinker with Marceau just that little bit if he's already locked into this routine. And I don't think Hill has been bad enough that he needs to be thrown in the back end. Um, actually, from the, the little bit I saw from him Friday, he looked fine. Um, Mississippi State pitches the ball very well. They do. I think, I, think, I think a bigger issue may be, like you said, if he's tinkering with the lineup a lot, yes, offensively we've been fantastic. But pitching-wise, Mississippi State has been fantastic. So I don't know if that's really the time to be – or the team to be trying stuff out against. Right. Um, but mm. Well, and that's yeah. the biggest complaint, Zach. I mean, I get defense. And, look, you're a pitcher. You, I'm, I, I'm assuming that you love better defense, right? And But, yeah. for example, I mean, we have guys out here saying – and people saying that a guy – again, we're not trying to poo-poo on players, but realistically mm-hmm. this is what's going on in real life. Alex Malazzo, and I know that catchers, I know that catchers get a lot of leeway, and I, I want you to talk about this more than me because you were a pitcher. I know that you want a guy that's elite defensively and can, that can control the game, but at some yeah. point, when a guy's hitting below 150, you got to make some tinkering there, right? Like you can't have that guy hitting below 150 and act like that's okay, right? I mean, if, if Paul Maneri came to you, let me ask this a, a different way: If Paul Maneri came to you and said, "Look, I know that you like Alex defensively," But you have this other catcher who's hitting 250, 260, 275, but he's a little bad defensively. Does how bad does that affect you as a pitcher? Um, well, so in their specific case, I think it would be tough to make that decision from uh, from my standpoint because I don't really know how um, I don't know where uh, Travinsky is on the defensive side. Honestly, I don't know if I've ever seen him catch yet. Like he's really thrown catch. three out of five batters. I mean, he's not bad receiving the ball. He did give a couple of a mm-hmm. uh, bat uh, of of balls and went past him. But I, I mean, I'm right there with you. I mean, we haven't seen a yeah. lot of him, Zach. He swings the hell out of it. There's no <laughs> question there. Um, and then on the other on the other hand, Malazzo is is an absolute beast defensively, right? So I think what you got to start doing whenever you're weighing out catchers who may be in in opposite camps there, and and I'm saying opposite camps, I don't mean it to be offensive to either one of them, but you get what I'm saying. No, I do. Um, Where you may be looking, you may be weighing out the advantages of an offensive catcher versus a defensive catcher. Well, I think that kind of falls on the rest of your lineup. And if the rest of your lineup is leading the entire nation in home runs, maybe we don't need more offense but if we're tinkering with the rest of the lineup to add defense to those positions, then you do have to sacrifice some defense in other positions too. So I think it's a balancing act that um, that really would take a lot of experimentation, and I think it would take a lot of trials. Uh, you're going to have some errors with the trials, but with the way this schedule is set up, I don't know if we really have opportunities to be doing that, or we might find ourselves you know, in a 400 record really quickly in the SEC. Mm. So I don't know. I 
I, currently, I kind of stand in um, in the camp of I think we leave Malazzo out there. I think we leave our our hitters on on defense, um, and then. I don't know, man. You try to find a spot for Travinsky. I don't personally like the idea of taking Beloso out the lineup because I know where his potential is. But if he's our coldest bat, then I don't know. It, it, it's it's almost an embarrassment of riches on the offensive side, and they're trying to balance out where the gloves are going to land. Zach um, Beloso, personally, I'm sorry, pretty glad nobody's calling me for that decision. <laughs> I, I, I know, and look, that get, and that's a, a lot of reason why Paul's taking a lot of flack. Look. You you won one of three against the number two team in the country. Let's give him another weekend. You talked about yeah. Beloso, man. I mean, look, it kind of feels at times, Zach, he's snake-bitten. Like he's hitting the ball mega hard all over the place. Yeah. But again, yeah. if you watch his at-bats, and I tried to rewind and go back during like during a commercial break, they are throwing the ball at him. Middle, either they're going to really jam him and want him to pull into the shift or they're throwing him everything middle third outside, and he's trying to pull it. I mean, is it as simple, Zach, as telling the kid, stay back on the ball, let it get deep, and try to drive the ball the other way? Because if he does that, he can be deadly. And that's what a kid that had 10 home runs as a freshman, I mean, he's got the potential. Is it that simple of a fix? Um, I, I'm honest. I honestly don't know. I think it's... I think you tinker with the lineup. I think you maybe put him in different spots. Um, how how far has he dropped in the nine so far? Like, is he still kind of carrying like a, some of the weight at the top end? Uh, no, he's down, <laughs> no, right? he's down. Okay. Look, he's he's around two twenty. I want to say two twenty five to two thirty ish. Here's a here's I mean, a in the lineup. Sorry, like oh, I'm oh. talking about like one. Yeah, nine. he went he, he went from four to eight. I mean, and now he's eight? out. Okay. And now he's out of the lineup currently. Um, okay. So, yeah, I mean, there's that. <laughs> that's a tough – see, and that's a really tough decision to make um, because a guy like Beloso, uh, uh, what I like about him a lot, what kind of draws me to him is you can definitely tell in the dugout, um, in mm-hmm. the huddles, in everything, you can tell the team kind of clings to him, and he's very much one of the batteries on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's tough because you have this veteran guy who does have the potential to really ball out. This guy's got the potential to literally change a weekend series against one of these top three teams like Mississippi State. Um, so it is tough if, if this guy's in a slump and you have these other dudes on the bench who are swinging the hell out of it today – it's tough to be like, okay, well, where is the leadership? Where's the value there? Um, are we losing that if we take him out? What What's the balance with all that? That is a very complicated answer. Um, and, I mean, it like you said, if he's out of the lineup right now, I hope he finds his way back in eventually, and I hope that when he does, it's because he earned it. Because I do think that kid does deserve it, but he needs to be swinging it because – if you're not swinging it, man, you're not going to see the field. And that's and that's the point. You know, look, I grew up in a in a household legitimately 65% of my life where a, a head coach in baseball said, hey, if you can hit the ball over the fence and you can drive the ball, I don't care if your defense is as worse as Chuck Knobloch, you're going to be out there. You know, and that's – We'll find a spot. We'll, we'll find, find a, spot a spot for you, right? And – I think it's some mechanical stuff that he's got to fix. He's very level. Like, he, he's not on top of the ball ever. He's always kind of just swinging level. And so instead of just driving down, throw the knob of the ball. That's just the small stuff uh, I've seen. Zach Pearson, former LSU baseball pitcher and minor league pitcher, I might add, is joining the show. 
Uh, Zach, they go to Tennessee this weekend, a team that they have kind of turned it around, a, a kind of a sleeper team. Mm-hmm. How desperate – and it's so stupid for me to ask this question, but I know the energy around LSU right now. How bad did not only do they need to win this series, but even possibly sweep a Tennessee? Yeah, so I think I think if you're trying to establish establish yourself as one of these top tier teams, like the top five teams in the in the nation are, I think if you want to consider yourself in that group, you really need to be beating these teams, and that's much easier said than done. Tennessee is going to be able to have some guys that run out there on the mound that are going to try to shut your bats down. They're going to have some dudes who can swing it. They always do. They always will. Um, at the end of the day, I do believe that LSU is the better team. And like I said, if you, I mean, dropping two out of three against Mississippi State and then turning around and putting it on a team that you consider yourself in that tier below you, that throws you back up in there, that puts you back in the discussion. I do think they need to come out, make a statement, leave no doubt. They were off last night due to weather or whatever that was. So I think that, you know, they need to come out fresh legs, fresh battery, and like I said, establish it, leave no doubt, come home with, with, Come home with a with a better SEC record, right? Like, come back four and two, ready for weekend three. That would be great. That'd be huge. It would be huge. Uh, we yeah. have a comment here from Logan Langley who says, hashtag Zach the Nasty Person, or Pearson, 2024 make baseball great again. Zach, would you become, if, if you're asked to be the next commissioner of Major League Baseball, would you, would you replace Rob Manford? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd say yeah before I heard the rest of the terms. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, I, 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 don't, I don't hate Rob Manford. I strongly dislike him. I, that's just yeah. me. Um, Craig may, said something funny here. Craig, I'm just going to – he said, this is where Aerie Smith makes uh, or earns his salary. Let's see how I can help him. Well, brother, he don't make a salary. There's only two coaches that, you know. So, anyway, Zach, one more question. I'll get you out of here. You're a PS5 man. I'm a PS5 man. Are we buying? Uh, thank you. Thank you. Are we buying MLB The Show with Tatis on the cover or Jackie Robinson on the cover? I'm thinking about I'm going Robinson. See, okay. You see, I'm cheap, right? Very cheap. <laughs> um, I say I say I'm cheap. I had a day one PS5. I'm cheap. Okay? But, so, uh, <laughs> right. But I really, I, I always seem to buy into those, uh, like the special edition covers. Mm-hmm. And then I take the, these extra perks that they spend the whole like month before release advertising and talking up. And I think like, okay, yeah, I'll use those perks. I immediately waste them. <laughs> and then I just threw, threw extra money down the drain. So I don't know. In this case, it's actually a pretty decent option with Tatis. Cause I do love that dude. Um, Really hard to pass up uh, Jackie Robinson. Almost bit the same bullet for uh, 2K with the Mamba edition. Oh, I was almost yeah. like, I'm getting that Mamba edition. <laughs> but then I went Zion anyway. But I, I think you just kind of got to – I don't know, man. You got to weigh it out. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, they definitely do that for a reason. I'll say that. There's oh, a I team know. of marketers who are not stupid behind that. No, decision. not at all. Let me ask you uh, – I said last question. But do you play the show a good bit? So yeah, I buy it. I probably buy it every other year. Yeah, um, right. This one, this one, I'm thinking about getting. Um, I, I typically try to wait until the second year of like a of a new generation of consoles because usually the first year is is just the last generation's game with a uh, with a paint a coat of, or a coat of paint <laughs> over it. Right. So 
So, so ne- I, I do acknowledge that next year's MLB The Show is probably going to crush this year's, but I still think I have to get one for the PS5 anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to hit 1,000 home runs uh, with my creative player. Um, I'm going to probably hit like four or 5,000 RBIs, and I'm going to steal a whole bunch of bases at 261 yeah. pounds. Which was my That's which right. was my plane weight, you know. Like I, I got I got to do that. I'm yeah. I, I I call myself the uh, big daddy, you know, because they can't say. My, here's there another question: What do you do? They say person or Pearson when on, on the video game. Oh God, it's always person. Yeah, I can't like I can't change the uh, pronunciations ever. Mm. It's frustrating, but. Maybe in next gen they could they could do something like that. You would think so. All right, Zach. We, I should be able to record my own pronunciation. I know that's how I feel. That's how I feel about it too. I mean, if you can turn my TV on when I press a little button, I should be able to you know say my last name. I just want you to say. My- yeah, and then it and then it goes into the database. So where like <laughs> in the future they know how to say Rafino for the rest of the games. It can't be that hard to just say. You it. mean to tell me there's no other Rafino on planet Earth that's not playing MLB the show? Get out of here with that. Right. Get out of here. All right, Zach, we greatly appreciate you joining, man. And as always, thank you for for being with us. Oh yeah, man. Thank you. <laughs> All right, that's Mr. Zach Pearson, former LSU pitcher Zach Pearson. All right, let's get a couple questions in here and we're gonna we're gonna hop out. Uh, Darren says, hashtag Ask Blake, what other games you play besides the show? Uh, I have Madden and Call of Duty right now. That's currently what I got. So those are the two games that I play the most. Uh, Mainly because that's the only two that I have. I'm going to be honest. I'm in week 17. Week 17 with the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow is my quarterback. And we're going to a Super Bowl. I don't care if I got to put that thing on junior varsity. Joe Burrow is winning everything. (laughs) <laughs> I'll tell you that. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and head on out. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, my name is Blake Rafino. We will see you guys again tomorrow at this exact time, 7 o'clock. So we will see you then. Y'all have a good night. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.